I've got passion for what I do. I, I love being down in the trenches with kids. I don't want to be an administrator. I, I love helping kids. And, and, and I think you do too. And, and a lot of times they would say, well, how do I do that? And so that just led to putting all these ideas and, and, and strategies and tactics down on a piece of paper and, and sharing it with the world. Welcome to Design Lessons, the podcast where we design our teaching days to be fulfilling for us and irresistible to our students. I'm Dr. Michelle Schmidt-Moore, and instructional design is my superpower. Each episode, we will take actionable steps to create great teaching days. We'll focus on mindset, real-world opportunities, and critical and creative thinking for us and our students. So whether you're on your commute to school, walking your dog, or doing the dishes, let's start designing. Hey, designers. Today, we get to talk to Mike Franklin, the Maryland Teacher of the Year and the author of the book, Teachers Changing the Game. Now, Mike is a great example of someone who knows his why. He uses his passion for creating strong relationships, leadership, and positive environments to impact students and adults alike. And Mike is a good example of how you can develop yourself as a leader by pursuing a passion project. You are in charge of your own professional learning. Now, as you listen to this interview, notice how Mike's why drives his work with students and other educators. You can use a passion project to become a leader, scale your impact, or simply to put the joy back in your life. And the first step is getting really clear about your why. So go to michelleschmidtmoore.com passion to get started on a passion project of your own. Our first destination is knowing your heart. Knowing your heart will help you filter out the minutiae in your life that is keeping you from your purpose. It's also a perfect start to creating a passion project that's just right for you. So Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, we'd love to know more about you. Sure. So, uh, you know, I've been teaching for 26 years. I've taught just about everything, physical education, health, science, freshman seminar. Um, I've been a high school coach for 26 years. Uh, even coach a little bit at the college level uh, early on, you know, um, been doing it for a very long time. And so you do it long enough, Michelle, I, I guess they give you some awards. <laughs> the gray hair counts for something. And so I've won a lot of awards in teaching. And, and, and recently, last year, 2019, I won the um, one of Maryland's Teacher of the Year awards. And that was that was a it was a quite an honor, but it was a heck of an experience. And so uh, part part of the duties is 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 you tour, you, you meet other you know, great educators and you go to, you know, different uh, businesses. We went to Northrop Grumman and you, and you oh. learn from the top engineers in the country. You know, how do they really develop um, all mm -hmm. these amazing technologies? And so you spend a day there. We went to the White House. And so we would go different places and it was a, a phenomenal experience. But yeah, I, I guess the part of it that that resonated with me a little bit, um, we got to sit, you know, with some of the state's leaders and really listen to to what they thought the you know their views and problems with education were, and I was really disconnected with some of it, and and so you know you're spending nights in hotels, um, you know at these conferences and, and listening to these leaders, and you say you know I, I think differently, and so one you know opinion would lead to another, and I just started jotting some things down on 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 a you know notepad, and next thing I know Michelle basically it, it, it turned into the book you know teachers changing the game and. It, 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 you know, went to number one, became an Amazon bestseller. Didn't expect any of that. It was just me saying, you know, 
I want to I want to explain this in a different way. I think our teachers need need to hear something you know different, and and that's and that's what led to this. So it sounds like you you had um, something that already was in you, or is already something that you did. Um, every day and then sort of having this experience even outside of your normal every day kind of got you thinking about what was the message that you wanted to share with more people. That's 100% true. You know, so people start saying, hey, could you come speak to our school? Could you come speak to our staff? Could you speak to our county? And all of a sudden I'm speaking, you know, a lot of different places. And I realized, guys, I'm nobody special. I'm not doing anything great. I've got passion for what I do. I I love being down in the trenches with kids. I don't want to be an administrator. I I love helping kids. And, and, and I think you do too. And, and a lot of times they would say, well, how do I do that? And so that just led to putting all these ideas and, and, and strategies and tactics down on a piece of paper and, and sharing it with the world. You know, and I love what you're saying there, because what I took away from what you're saying is that you don't necessarily have to be um, an administrator to also lead in your school, to lead in your community. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we have two choices. We can complain about what we don't like that other people are or, or sending our way, or we can do something about it. You know, we can make positive change. You know, complaining never solved anything. But you know, what, what are you doing that's positive? You know, what are you doing? And that, and that's what I hope to do in the book is just list a million, you know, positive things that people can do to make their, you know, transcend their their classroom and, and their school. And so, what are ways that we can strengthen our relationships, not only with students but um, within our school and within our community? Yeah, you know, there's a million. The, the whole book is based on that. And, and, and I'll start with praise. You know, who, what, what young person doesn't want to hear that they're going places, that they're smart, that they're intelligent, that they're a, a good person? You know, you, you say those things to a young person and right before your eyes, Michelle, you can see their, their body posture change. You can see them, you know, take a deeper breath. Their shoulders are back more and, and, and you're giving them power. You're empowering them. You know, who doesn't want to you know, tell young people, you know, you are. You know, use the you are statements and then come with something positive. You know, you are a game changer. You are you are a, a blessing to our school. You are really making my class special today, little Johnny. I mean, everybody likes to hear that. And it's it's really subliminal messaging, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're, we're literally empowering these kids to feel good about what they're doing, to feel good about who they are. And, and in this day and age, I mean, they really need it. Maybe we give them some personalized, you know, attention. You know, that's another way to really build a relationship. You know, greet every kid by name. Some of our students, you know, they don't have the perfect home lives. And, and maybe some of our students, you know, especially as they get older, imagine going a whole day and no one saying your name, no one, you know, speaking to you. And, and that happens. That happens too much. You know, so I, I feel like every day, say every student's name that's in our class. Let them know that, that, that you matter, you know, that I care about you. You matter. You know, there's a difference between saying hello and saying, hello, Mike, how are you today? You know, there's a, one's personal, one's cold. And so, you know, when we do things like that, I really think, I really think it strengthens the relationship. You now become, you know, not, not just their teacher that has to lecture them about some topic. You now become somebody who knows who they are and they don't get to know who you are. And that's the last thing is I would say, put yourself out there, you know, show your vulnerability, show them that you're not this stoic, perfect human being because you're not. And I certainly am not. Uh, let them know that you are vulnerable, that you do make mistakes and that, you know, t- tell them stories. I love telling funny stories, making fun of myself. I, if anything commands attention in a room, Michelle, it's when I'm making fun of me. They love to hear that. And, and you know, it, 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 wow, coach, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you struggled with that, too. So do I. And, and you yeah. know, now you just formed a connection. Now you just formed a deeper relationship and you build from there. 
So what do you, what is your student's reaction um, when you start to, you know, personalize that attention? I know one thing I do when every time my students come into the meet um, and we're using Google meets right now is I always, I always welcome them in, you know, specifically with their name and, and sort of ask them something. Um, How do your students respond to you in essence saying, I see you? I want to take their wall down. You know, right now it's tough. It's, it, you know this, Michelle, it was already tough to build relationships with young people. You know, we're older, they're younger, there's a gap there, and we want to bridge that gap. I'm loving it. Hey guys, I'm human. I'm on your level. You can talk to me on your level about these things that are really troubling you, and you can show me your vulnerabilities, and I'll show you mine, and we'll get through this, and it's going to be okay. And so, you know, right now it's tougher than ever because we're doing it on, you know, computer screens during COVID. So how do you break down, you know, those, those barriers? How do you, how do you get them to, to show their faces on screens? How do you get them to, to, to talk about things that are really troubling them and really matter? And, and to me, you know, we start with us, you know, you know, you want to lead, lead. And I'm going to say, Hey, listen, guys, I really want you to know that it's going to be okay in this COVID mess. Let me tell you about this time I had this terrible thing. And, you know, and I'll go into a story talking about, you know, my life. And, and you know, I was really stressed, guys. And here's how I handled it. It didn't go, I didn't handle it well. And here's how it ended, you know. And then I say, maybe this was a, a, a second opportunity that I had later in life. And I did it this way. And man, it was, for me, it was a world different. Maybe it would be that way for you. And that's just a, you know, just offer them suggestions, you know, that we, we can't tell them. We don't know what's going on in anyone's life particularly, but. You know, yeah. we can relate to it. You know, it sounds like a lot of the different strategies that people use in their classrooms when they can see their students face to face are the same kinds of relationship building strategies. And I know people do it naturally. They don't think of, oh, I'm going to use the, you know, you are strategy. But these same things that you do in your classroom sound like they also work when you're with students online. Absolutely. Warm-ups. I love warm-ups, Michelle. You know, I think warm-ups are an opportunity. Yeah, we're going to get their brains warmed up for whatever lesson we're teaching today, but the lesson pales to me in comparison to the relationship that we're building. And so we can use warm-ups, you know, to build relationships. You know, draw them out. What can we talk about that's going to get this group going? Each group's different. Each, each person's different. But, you know, what can I talk about on their level that's going to get them wanting to talk, you know, I, I want to lure them out. Okay, let, this has nothing to do with my subject whatsoever, but let's talk about this this thing, you know, the, 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 what you're eating for Thanksgiving, what's the best food, you know, what? talk to me about Christmas, talk to me about, you know, uh, whatever's trending today in today's society with kids, get them going, because once they're going, you know, now they're flowing and we can, okay, now that was the Novocaine, now I'm gonna hit you with today's <laughs> lesson. You know, I come in with it now and we're ready to go as opposed to just cold teach. I think it's so hard to do that. And for our poor teachers right now, it's harder than ever, you know, on a device. Yeah. So, and I was just kind of curious too, we were talking earlier about, you know, relationships are important and we know that relationships are also important for leadership. And I think in this time where there are a lot of uncertainties, we talked a few episodes back about, you know, sometimes you might be frustrated about something, but then it's okay to be frustrated, but then start looking for a solution. Because I think right now we're all very much in a situation in which we're all trying to find the best way through. Um, And I think we're also in a space where innovation can very much strive because usually from challenge comes innovation. And so I was really curious about your advice for leadership. Like what makes a good leadership? How do you foster leadership um, for your students and also for a school community? 
you know, Michelle, have we ever seen leadership tested as much as we see right now in our lifetime? Like in my lifetime, I don't think I have because there's more, you know, there's more trouble. There's more, there's more pressure with this COVID. You know, there, there's more problems in education than we were ever prepared for. And so now people have to make important decisions, not one or two a month, like, you know, 20 a day. And, and some of them are going to work and some of them aren't. Some will be popular, some won't. So I think leadership has been put on a gigantic microscope, you know, the scale likes we've never seen before. And so, you know, I'd ask anybody, I think that where I see the breakdown right now is, is people are afraid to lead. You know, I think no leadership is the worst leadership we could have. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the Pied Piper, you know, just, just get out there and lead. I would ask any teacher, any educator, any administrator, you know, what music are you playing right now? And we're all Pied Pipers because our students are following us. You know, if you're an administrator, your teachers are following you. If you're at the highest level, you know, you're, you're leading all of us. And, and so I'd ask, you know, what music are you playing? If you say you're not playing any music, well, then no one's following you. You know, I want to be the mm-hmm. Pied Piper. I want my students, you know, to, to, to follow my example. And, and, I, and I need to get out there and I need to lead. You know, you say you want to support your community or school, then, then do it. What, you know, how are you doing that right now? You say, well, I want to, I want to praise and be kind, then, then do it. You know, you say you want to change the way our kids are socializing with all these, you know, social injustices out there. We want to change, you know, the way we do that for our future, then, then do it. You know, what are, what music are you playing right now is what I would ask anybody lead. You know, you're not going to have all the answers. You know, these are serious problems right now. And, and, and what these serious COVID problems have done, in my opinion, Michelle is, you know, they've gotten us to forget or, or, or put on the back burner the things that were that were big issues right before COVID hit. I mean, before COVID, we were talking, it seemed daily about our, our opioid crisis. We were, you know, with our young people, we were talking about um, school shootings. You know, these these things were at the forefront and now we're not talking about those as much. You know, now we're, we're talking about, you know, the current issue and how fast it's got in front of us. So we really need people to lead. I just, just get out there and lead. Wow. So I was curious, um, of an example of leading and um, and this is sort of really sort of bringing it into specific your school. Um, I was going to ask you because you're a coach as well as a teacher. Um, what advice do you have for building a winning culture in a class or a student community? I know that you do fired up Fridays. They sound amazing. Um, what advice do you have for our community? You know, that's a good question. And I think with any team, whether we're talking about a team of educators or a team of, of, of young people, um, you know, at the end of the day, what, what, what type of environment are you building for your team? You know, I, I think the environment is everything. Like create a tremendously positive and infectious environment. If you create that environment, you create that culture, I, I think good things are bound to happen. Good things are going to grow, you know, and, and you can do things. You can, you can use their vision. You know, how, how do every day when kids come in without even saying a word, you can impact them and how they're going to act towards each other and, 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 and change their mood. You know, I can manipulate them. Um, I can decorate my classroom with things that are exciting and, and vibrant. I, I can, you know, um, I, I can I can have uh, positive posters on the walls. I, I can do all kinds of things with their vision. I can I can have things that de-stress them. You know, pictures of something tranquil. It's different for everybody. Uh, uh, you know, or am I just going to have blank walls that come in and you know keep them in that blank mood? 
I can use their ears. I can, you know, start every class with a with a quote, something amazing that I think these kids would benefit from. Or, or, or you know, music. These kids today love music, right? TikToks are the biggest thing out there for our young people right now. Um, I have two high school daughters, and, and, and you know, I can always hear them jumping up and yeah. down at night, coming through the roof, making TikToks. And I realize, you know, that's that's an avenue right there to connect with young people. You know, for all of us teachers, you know, have the kids uh, make a TikTok about something. You know, some some type of use it educationally or use it, you know, as a mood. But you know, we can use that kind of stuff. You know, what can you use to connect with these people? And then, of course, our actions. You know, that, and to me, I don't know of anything that builds better team environment, better team culture than serving together. You know, who are you serving and how are you doing that? And in the book, I write a, a zillion ways to do that and, and things that I think would, you know, anybody, would, any team would benefit from. So this idea of doing service learning um, or serving together or creating something together that helps to build you know, we always talk about collaboration, but I think when you collaborate to do something together, that builds, that strengthens your relationships. 100%, because they don't realize this, but when you're serving together, you are being a team. You're being a team together. And that's going to translate when this, when a particular mission is done. You know, projects for kids with, with solution to problems, like, um, uh, you know, our, 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 we have a, a, what we call a unified class. And so where our special needs kids and our general ed kids work together side by side. And they do lessons together. You know, they're they're serving each other. They're doing lessons on how can we make uh, our classroom inclusive for everybody. And so, you know, you, you've got the input of the general ed kid who who maybe has all function of their of their you know extremities, and maybe you have somebody that doesn't. And they're communicating, saying, you know, I, I'd love to play tennis, but but you know, I don't have proper grasping of my of my right hand. And and then we we brainstorm and we build a cast with a racket attached to it we slip it over the hand and we're out there and you know we're all benefiting it's it's just you know have them be a part of the solution have the kids be part of the process you know when we're serving and and there's just so many serving opportunities like right now you know everybody everybody um, needs to be serving we've got communities that are hurting you know communities Mm -hmm. that need food communities that need help you know and and i list a, a variety of ways i mean if you've got a car you know maybe you could drive someone to a cancer uh, appointment. If you've got, you know, if you've just got empathy and love in your heart, you know, you can show up at a, at an elderly center and, and maybe you can play an instrument for them. You know, I, can, I have no talent. Maybe you can sing, you know, I, I, one year I took a bunch of kids to an elderly center and, and we painted uh, fingernails at Christmas time. And I can't paint, I can't paint fingernails. I'm terrible, but you know, Michelle, it didn't matter. I had, you know, 25 young people with 25 elderly people and there were stories mm-hmm. flying around and there was wisdom flying around that room and I was as proud as I could be. So how do you go about um, sort of picking your adults to kind of put together these kinds of projects for you or with you, I should say? Well, you know, again, anytime you're on a team, the, the number one thing you have to start with is, is non-negotiable. It's got to be, you know, loyalty. Are you, are, you, are you in the same mission together? Are you serving you know, together. So I want adults that are doers, you know, go-getters. Um, but you can't have too many. If you have too many, then, you know, in any team, you know, you, you, you can't have too much leadership. Too many cooks spoil the dishes, they say. So get a couple like-minded individuals that are passionate about what you're talking about serving and, 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 get, and then get the young people in there and get the young people a voice. Let them, let them feel like it's their, you know, uh, mm-hmm. their solution. When they feel like it's theirs, they own it. They do it a little harder, a little stronger, a little better. And, uh, and it's a win-win on all levels. So it sounds like a lot of the things that you do with your students and in your school and coaching on your teams is, you know, sort of really about giving them sort of 
real purposes for doing the, the work that they're doing. Um, and sort of also an, an outside uh, audience is not really the word, but sort of an outside, they're making an impact outside of the school. Um, and that seems to be sort of a, um, an anchor for a lot of what, what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. I know that that's what you're about. And that's what this show is about. And, you know, real world uh, applicability. And that, that's big because one day our, our young people are going to be out in the real world. You know, I'm a high school teacher. So, you know, four years at the most, those kids are out in the real world and it matters. Everything matters now. And so we can say, well, you know, what kind of education did you get? And education is so important. It is. But what about the other intangibles? You know, how do you relate to all people? How do you lead? You know, how, how do you problem solve? And these are things that maybe aren't taught in a class, but I hope somewhere in yeah. that high school experience, you know, as educators, we're going outside our curriculum and we're teaching these things because they sure are important. Yeah. So why did it become so important for you to kind of spread this message about relationships? You know, I, you talk to anybody that's been in the education field long enough and and it's always about the you know students. It's always about the people, and, and it's always about relationships. And so, you don't do this winning awards, and nobody cares about all the awards you win. You know, you win trophies and awards. Honestly, nobody cares a day later. But what you remember, you know, is the kid who who knocked on your door on a Thursday night and was scared out of his mind because his his world is crashing. You know, his his parents are told him he was getting a divorce, or or uh, life is just as he know, know knew it. Um, change for, for some serious reason, you know, the kids that have neglect and abandonment and, and poverty and all these other things. And you, you don't do this for an award. You don't, you don't, you know, no teacher is going to say, well, I'm going to do this because I want something out of this. You do it because it's what mm -hmm. we do. It's why you got into education. You didn't get into education to make a million dollars. You knew you weren't going to do that. So at the end of the day, it, it, it's because you love kids and you see them hurting and you want to help them. and You want to do the right thing. And you want to help, you know, dust them off, get them back on their feet. And when they're back on their feet, there's no better feeling. There's no trophy. There's no paycheck that makes you feel like that. You know, one day we're going to be old and gray and sitting in our rocking chairs. And we're going to say, what, you know, did I live a life of, 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 of money? Did I live a life of awards or did I live a life of significance? You know, and if you live the life of significance, you're going to feel awful, awful rewarded at the end. You know, you're going to remember those kids that you helped. You know, just even if it was just a little bit, you help get them on their feet and you watch them turn out okay. There's no better feeling in the world. Oh, absolutely. I was curious, what educators do you um, admire? You know, I, I often, I do a lot of speaking and, and, and oftentimes yeah. I'll show a picture of a lion with scars on its face, an old lion towards the end of his or her life. And, and that lion, you know, those has all those scars and those scars tell stories. You know, each, if the lion doesn't, doesn't fight. The lion doesn't get food, you know? And so sometimes in education, we got to engage in, in some tough stuff. We got to engage in some fights yeah. and we sure are in one now. And, and each of these battles that we have is, is a, is a scar that mattered. And each scar is a student, you know, that, that mattered to, to us. And so mm. I think we just, we got to fight. We got to engage. So any teacher that is, that is fighting the fight, I don't think it matters at what level. If there's a teacher that's out there fighting, I, I am so envious and, and thankful. You know, I, I have kids and I hope that if anything ever goes bad in their lives, I'm blessed enough to have an educator in their lives that cares more about uh, people than curriculum. You know, that, that's going to take a second and notice this kid, something's off today. They just don't seem like themselves. And, and it could be something, you know, something as subtle as just not talking, but just taking that extra time and making sure these kids are okay because they need us. You know, they, they really need us right now.
Yeah, and that's in essence our number one job. I mean, we all have curriculum that we are teaching, but I think it's the relationships that we build with students. That's what they remember um, more so than anything that we teach them. I couldn't agree more, Michelle. So as educators, we are always learning. And I was curious, what are you reading or watching or listening to right now? So <laughs> I'm such a nerd, Michelle. <laughs> Here we go, you know, making fun of yourself. I'm such a nerd. So I'm always listening to something uh, when I'm running or exercising. I've got something in my ears. I'm, I'm listening to a book. I'm listening to a YouTube station. When I'm driving, I'm doing, you know, something, something crazy like that. And so um, lately, I, I, I've, I've, you know, again, I'm, I'm trying to focus on, on leadership with, with COVID and all the uh, crazy leadership questions. But um, I've been le- reading a few of uh, Colin Powell's uh, books. I'm a big Colin Powell fan. I, I always have been. And he's, he's got 13 laws of irrefutable leadership that I think right now everybody should be listening to or reading. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's very interesting to see him speak as well. I, I went to an ASCD conference a couple of years back and he was one of the keynote speakers and he was phenomenal. Oh, he, he blows your socks off, doesn't he? I, yes. I, I could listen to him all day long. Absolutely. So if listeners want to connect with you, where can they find you? Uh, I have a website, mike franklincom or um, uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook at Teachers Changing the Game. Um, or Twitter at author underscore coach F. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate you coming and really sharing your message about building relationships, about being a great leader, about team building, and in essence, really just being there for our kids. Oh, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me today, Michelle. Thank you for doing what you're doing. It's it's awesome to see, you know, people serving our teachers. We We need this right now. And, and so this helps all of us. Mike has made relationships the focus of what he practices with his students and the message that he shares with other educators and the world. On our next episode of Design Lessons, we get to talk to Tom Gibson. Now, Tom shares a really modern, innovative way to set up a classroom economy, whether you're teaching virtually or in person. Until next time, designers. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We will see you on the next episode.